0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy.
1: Fall guy. the poster said, See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13.
1: Sorry about the noise. My neighbor's sanding his deck. My motto: Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Vinnie Armstrong, thank you so much for joining us. I feel uh, pretty honoured and lucky uh, to have you on the program today. Um, how are you and where are you joining us from, first of all? Uh, thanks for having me. Um, I am great today.
0: I am in Queen's, New Zealand. Yep. And what's the next
1: week, two weeks, looking like for you?
0: Um... Not much at the moment, just probably chilling at home as I broke my ankle not long ago. So I'm just recovering from that. No
1: way. Yeah. Oh, that's what I, was, I, I want to go into it a little bit more. But after watching a ton of videos, I imagine that injuries play a massive part in your sport. But let's start off with a little bit more about you. Um, talk to us who is Vinnie Armstrong? Where did you grow up? You know, who was in, in your family? and What was your upbringing like?
0: Uh, Yeah I'm super thankful for the upbringing I had. Um, I grew up in Auckland, New Zealand with my mum and my brother. Um, Kind of like a country kid, kind of grew up um, on the outskirts of Auckland and then like when I was quite young, I think I was like four, um, my mum just saw the local bike park opening and wanted to get outside and take us outside to do like an outdoor activity so started mountain biking then and then just kept going like made it into like a hobby and Like family road trips, yeah.
1: So when you were four years old, do you
0: remember it? Um, Not really. I do remember some bits, but probably not from when I was four, probably when I was a bit older. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Um, and what's the relationship like with you and your brother? Did he get involved too and are you two pretty competitive or what's it like?
0: Um, No, we're not competitive. Um, He actually helps me out quite a lot and like gives me a bit of like mentorship um, with like learning tricks. He actually lives down in Queenstown with me, so we go out like riding regularly and yeah, it's awesome.
1: Nice. Um, you talked about being four years old and going down to the local bike park. What else were you into when you were a kid? Like what consumed your time? Uh, honestly, any
0: outdoor activity. I love being outdoors, whether it was like playing in the mud, um, playing with the cows or something, like the farm animals. Yeah, just anything outside. I love being
1: outside. So you grew up on a farm?
0: Yeah, not like a huge farm, it was just like a lifestyle block, um, and then we had four cows. Yeah, um, and what school did you go to? Um, primary school, I went to Cow Copper Primary School.
1: That's no way, one of our producers from here, he literally lives up there. Oh, seriously? Yeah, because it, it he <laughs> no was way. like, can't afford a place in Auckland, and he said, it's amazing up there. I've never been, what's it like? Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. Like, it is,
0: it does feel a little bit far away from everything, but it's a really nice place to be. Like, nice country. Yeah, it's nice. It was a good
1: place to grow up. And what was school holidays and things like for you? Like, did you have quite an adventurous family or was that just more a personal thing that you were super adventurous? Um, no, I'd say
0: my family's pretty adventurous. Like, um, usually during the school holidays when I was younger, we'd do like a road trip down to Rotorua. And we'd, like, set up a tent and, like, camp and then go ride the Redwoods. Yeah, that was, like, pretty much my childhood, spending a lot of time down there.
1: It sounds like so much fun. Like, that's probably the dream and um, quite a Kiwi childhood as well, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely go down and set up the tent.
1: <laughs> because, like, you've obviously ridden all over the world. And I imagine that you have quite a few international friends um, with the other riders as well. Did they have similar upbringings in the places that they grew up?
0: Uh, I'm not sure, really. I don't think I've really, like, talked to many people about their (laughs) upbringings, to be honest.
1: (laughs) Sorry, it's just really nice to be able to get to know you, you know, like, in a little bit of a deeper sense. That's why we do this, um, first of all. Um, How would your friends describe you, or your family describe you, do you think? Uh, (laughs) I guess,
0: funny, fun, yeah. I'm always out to, like, have a laugh, especially, like, at my work, I think, that's what everyone describes me as, just like always having fun and wants to have like a good laugh. Do you pull pranks on people
1: or is it just? Not,
0: nah, not pranks. I'm more of the one like doing the pranks on myself kind of thing, like just making everyone laugh Like
1: because, I don't know, I don't want
0: to take life too seriously. Otherwise, it takes the fun out of it. Yeah, 100%.
1: Um, we'll get into your job a little bit later on, but um, let's go back into um, mountain biking. So um, you obviously started at, at a very young age. When did it become a competitive thing for you? Um,
0: probably just after I left school and I started working at um, a bike park and then like met some people who are racing and then kind of got into it from there. So probably like 17, 18. 17, yeah.
1: yeah. And um, what sort of competitions were you doing? Where were you going for competitions? Um, it was just the local downhill series. I got into
0: downhill racing, um, and then Crankworks was coming up um Rotorua was my first crank work so I went and did that and then um yeah went
1: and got invited
0: to go over to do a couple world cup races
1: do you remember what it was like when you first like when you went to your first competition when you were 17 or 18 yeah
0: it was pretty intimidating the first one um but I loved it like I was just felt so in my element like on the bike doing exactly what I want to do yeah
1: how did you go and what do you what do you remember from it
0: um it was very wet I didn't have the right bike well not necessarily the right bike but like I didn't have a downhill bike at the time I was just on my enduro bike and then so like some of the big hits it couldn't quite handle um and then just yeah it was very wet so I fell over a lot got a lot of bruises but I had a lot of fun (laughs) what what do
1: you do to prepare for something like that um like, what was it like between age four when you first jumped on a bike and then 17, 18 when you're competing? What were you doing between then? What were the different stages? Um,
0: when I was younger, I'd like, I was pretty fearless. I had no fear. I would just go and, like, ride whatever my brother was riding or yeah. whatever all the other boys were riding. I'd just go and join them because it looked fun. It looked awesome. Yeah. Um, I kind of stopped riding for five years when I was went to high school I don't know it just wasn't like a huge thing in school like no one else did it and I just forgot I guess and then so I didn't really have much to prepare in between that time.
1: What were you doing at high school instead? Did you pick something else up?
0: Uh, Yeah I did um, field hockey for a little bit and then I did soccer as well but yeah
1: you didn't <laughs> enjoy it as kind of much boring. yeah I was gonna no, say compared to not. like the adrenaline and everything that you had been doing those sports are so normal you know they're so yeah I don't want to use the word yeah. boring but you know I mean I personally found it like they were fun for yeah. sure
0: and like I had some good friends but yeah I definitely it wasn't at the level that I wanted to be at, and then yeah I went back into riding and that was
1: awesome. Talk to us about the decision to actually stop writing. Was it just because um, other people weren't doing it or did you just want to break from it? What was that decision like?
0: I'm not sure. I don't think I remember making a dis- decision. It was just, I don't know. I think I just grew up and went to school and my family kind of stopped doing it. Um, and then, yeah, I guess I kind of just drifted away from it and like forgot about it, which is weird because... It's, like, such a huge part of my life now, but, yeah, yeah, I just forgot about it.
1: Which is crazy. Do you think maybe that's why you love it more now, though, because you weren't, like, forced into doing something? You just picked it up because you enjoyed it, and then you picked it back up, presumably, for the same reasons?
0: Yeah, I like to think that. I mean, I always enjoy writing, but, yeah, maybe that's the reason why I, am like, really love competing or, like, doing doing what I'm doing right now.
1: Yeah. What sort of – what sort of skills or like attributes do you think you have to have to be a downhill mountain biker? Cause you just said like when you were a kid, you were totally fearless and that's like a thing with most kids, right? Because you don't really understand the danger you're in. So you just like jump into anything when you're a kid, but when you're an adult, you pull back a little bit more because you realize like the severity of the situation and what could happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like you're definitely a lot fearless as a kid. Yeah. I know
1: you're,
0: oh no, you're going to bounce back from everything. Um, yeah I don't know uh the skills yeah definitely like need a clear head to be able to like um push that out and then obviously like I don't know (laughs) hard to explain yeah definitely I don't know I guess it helps being like having ridden a bike since I was like really young so I've got that like natural instinct of the bike and how it feels
1: yeah for people that haven't like everyone's ridden a bike ride but not everyone has ridden the kind of trails and tracks that you have ridden what does it feel like when you're going down this hill or going like you know doing this move over this jump what does it feel like? Um,
0: for me like riding like big jumps it just I don't know it feels like it's meant to be like um like my brain switches off and I'm not thinking about what I'm doing I'm just doing it completely like naturally like I know exactly what I'm doing I'm in full control and yeah I don't know just uh, like feel like I'm one with the bike sounds weird to say but (laughs) yeah
1: it sounds very zen like you know like it sounds kind of like what I imagine surfers would say about their sport or um snowboarders or skateboarders is it is it a similar sort of scene and vibe within the the mountain bike community
0: Yeah for sure everyone's like super friendly they're always like out to help you like um like during my injury now it's insane how many people have been like helping me I'm super thankful for like the community I have around me it's it's amazing I love
1: it. I bet it sounds pretty cool. Hey um that is the end of part one we're speaking to Vinnie Armstrong one of the Crankworks writers here and we'll hear more from her on Trailblazers on SCNZ right after this. Welcome back into Trailblazers here on ACNZ. Well, Crankworks is a world-class sporting festival returning to New Zealand, and we'll hear a little bit more about that. But today's incredible guest, we have Vinnie Armstrong, one of the amazing riders. Um, Now Vinnie, I'm not gonna lie, I don't know a heck of a lot about mountain biking, as I said to you, other than the YouTube videos I've watched of you and um, trawling through your Instagram, which has actually been quite fun to, to see some stuff that I'm not used to over the last couple of weeks. So. What is mountain biking? You mentioned downhill before, but is there all different types?
0: Yeah, there's so many different types of um, like mountain biking, like mm. downhill, free ride, slope style. Like, Yeah, there's a ton of different um, aspects of it.
1: What are the differences? Can you explain um, the different types and what we could expect to see from each of them? Um, well... So you got
0: downhill, which is obviously racing from a start point, usually at the top of the mountain, um and then to the finish down the bottom, and you like race through this gnarly course that's like got real steep sections, big jumps, rock gardens, um and you gotta to get to the bottom as fast as you can to try and be the well the fastest one down to the bottom. What sort of distances are you
1: doing? Like what sort of distance would the
0: um, I think it ranges between um maybe like three to five k's depending where you are and like the yeah and the track and everything and the elevation you've got but usually around that yeah
1: like at your fastest point when you're going downhill what sort of speed like have you got any idea how fast you're going
0: yeah I think um not
1: personally when you're
0: riding but like I think some of the world cup races you can get to like 70 k's or something yeah something like that it's unbelievable. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty like fast and <laughs> it's pretty full on and
1: scary. Like if you're not used to it, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what are some of the other types? Um,
0: so there's free ride, which is similar in a way. Like you are going downhill, I suppose, but it's more um, there's less competition involved. It's more you create your own line and ride it. So you, I guess in the word free ride you get like more free reign to do what you
1: want really so is it sort um, of and- just getting to the bottom first but you take your own path no it's,
0: it's not getting to the bottom first it's just getting to the bottom however you want like building your line taking your time to get to the bottom um building the features that you want to ride in it yeah and what so a- just yeah um free reign free ride yeah do you enjoy that style yeah, there's definitely more me. I, yeah. I'm definitely aiming towards the free ride. I love it.
1: And um, what are the ones that are at Crankworks? Like, are there all of these styles, or just specific um, it'll be, types?
0: It'll be downhill, uh, dual slalom, dual speed and style, pump track, and whip off. Yes.
1: And do most riders do they choose a couple? Do they do one that they specialize in? Do they go for the whole lot? What do most riders do?
0: Um, I think quite a lot of writers go for the whole lot, especially if you're competing for King or Queen of Crankworks. the more you do, the more chance you have of earning that title. Um, but then some people will just do like two, two main events because, Like, doing all of them is a really full-on week and can be quite tiring. So some athletes do just choose, like, two of their favorite events or something like that.
1: What are the bikes like? Because I've seen yours, and it's definitely not your typical, like, commuter bike or road bike or anything like that. So what are the bikes like? I I noticed, like, a heavy amount of suspension on the front there.
0: Yeah. um, So that'll be, like, your downhill bikes with the big triple clamps on it. That's um, just for, like, the downhill race or whip-off or something. Um, And then you'll have like a slalom bike, which is slightly shorter travel than your average trail bike. Um, And then it'll be like ramped up and made stiffer so you can um, ride a lot faster.
1: Are you not only passionate about riding, but also um, about the bike? Like, do you do the modifications on your bike yourself and things like that? Um, Yeah,
0: I'm currently a bike mechanic in a bike shop, so... I'm trying to learn like more and more,
1: but yeah, I usually do
0: my own work to my own bike and like get it out.
1: So literally being on a bike is your life. If you do it for work, um, yeah, professionally, and then you're riding around the world as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm like living and breathing bikes at the moment.
1: <laughs> and you never get sick of it. Like you love it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah. it's a
1: dream. It's pretty cool. Can you become a professional mountain biker? Is it a thing?
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's what um, quite a lot of athletes do um, that are going to crankworks. That's like their job. You go out and like compete in these competitions or um, you can go out and like work on social media um, and like promote yourself. Yeah, people do it for a job. That's the end goal for me, hopefully.
1: Yeah. How much sort of money is involved in it? Is it um, you're getting money for winning races, winning winning events, or is it a lot of sponsorship um, deals? What's that sort of like, the professional side?
0: Um, It's a lot of sponsorship deals and then you get like bonuses with um, your competition money that you'll win. Yeah, I don't know the full specifications of it, but yeah, it's a lot of sponsorship deals.
1: Can you put into... perspective like how big this sport is overseas because obviously in New Zealand I mean you mentioned hockey and and football rugby netball all those traditional sports are obviously really big in New Zealand but I imagine overseas your sport is really big like can you describe to us what it's like
0: yeah it's pretty big like you can go like just about anywhere around Europe and there's always going to be like mountain bikers around or like a gondola or something you can ride um obviously Canada's like huge for mountain biking. There's a lot there. Um, the UK, I got introduced to like a bit of riding and like communities in the UK, that was awesome. Um, and America as well, yeah, it's, it's all over, it's massive. Like once you're in the community, then you just get introduced to all these different spots and like places and like people that are like willing to help you out and like offer a place to stay. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, where in the world have you been? What's your favorite place that you've been? Oh, my favourite place. Um,
0: Oh, that's a tough one. I really, I like Queenstown. I like home.
1: Yeah. What's so good about Queenstown?
0: Just all the riding and the people that you meet down here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, Like, hey, you've got Dream Trek, which is like probably the biggest public jumps that anyone can ride, like just available on your doorstep.
1: And when you talk about these jumps, how big are they? Like what sort of size are we talking? And how, when you, when I see you flying through the air and doing like the whip off, how high are you? Because it's hard to, like when you're watching a video to comprehend. Um,
0: I don't know exactly like how high I'd be going, but one of the biggest jumps in Queenstown, I think the biggest one at the bottom of Track is 55 foot. 55. So, yeah 55 foot so it's pretty big um and you definitely feel like you're like in the air for a while you'll have like time to think about it yeah um I'd say you go like pretty high I honestly I couldn't tell you how high you go but yeah
1: (laughs) can you describe to us um the move or the formations like you know when you keep talking about the whip off and you said that's like one of your favorite events what's that like like can you describe that to us
0: oh it's amazing it's like yeah literally one of my favorite events it's everyone's just out to have like a good time like I don't see it as like a huge like like I'm not super competitive in it I just want to go out and ride with my mates and have fun and like the scene everyone just like eggs each other on like you see someone doing like a really big whip and you're like oh I want to do one like that you know and then yeah it's awesome
1: were there people that you idolized growing up like did you used to watch videos of people and as you say like try and mimic them or go out and do what they've done um i can't remember
0: watching a huge amount when i was young i think like tv wasn't like a huge thing i was just out riding with like the local boys i think i got inspired by them just the local crowd seeing them do all these like big jumps and big tricks i was like oh i want to do that you know
1: yeah now are there people that you're like man she's pretty cool or yeah that guy's sick over there that you i don't know if you'd look up to them because you're sort of on the same level as them but you know (laughs) are there people like that in your sport yeah absolutely like um
0: all the chicks out riding today is so insane like all the progression they're doing it's so insane to watch um and it inspires me every day to like go out and ride my bike and do something cool
1: throw some of the names out there and we'll have to go and look them up after this um for sure like casey brown
0: um my best mate in queensland jess Boot. um just, yeah, all of them. <laughs>
1: yeah, so they're pretty yeah. good. Um, yeah. And you talked about the fact that you can go anywhere in the world and there's like this amazing community and um, people you know show you where to go or let you crash on their couch or anything like that. Um, as I said, like what places have you been to um, and, and what are the ones that stand out like overseas?
0: Um, I've been to, I've traveled a bit around the UK and Wales um, and then traveled a bit around Europe I lived in a van for, like, three months traveling around. That's so sick. Cool. Um, yeah, I actually met, like, a friend in Switzerland. She let me, like, stay outside her place in my van. That was awesome. That's so cool. Um, and then I went to Canada. And, again, someone was super helpful and let me stay at her place for the whole time I was there and dropped me off at the airport. Um, it's amazing. Then, Is
1: it people that you've literally just met?
0: Yeah. Um, the person that let me stayed in in Canada with her, I never met her. I met her as I landed in Canada, but she was, like, super nice and helpful um, and, like, messaged me on Instagram and offered me a place to stay, and she runs, like, a like a woman's mountain bike um, thing. Amazing. Yeah.
1: And what were those experiences like for you? Oh, like, life-changing. Like,
0: yeah, literally life-changing.
1: What was it about them?
0: Just, I don't know, like, putting myself out of my comfort zone, um seeing what the world's actually like um yeah just the whole experience like highly recommend anyone to do something like that
1: yeah it sounds pretty amazing because how old were you when you were doing that um my first
0: time going overseas
1: i was 18
0: yeah, yeah. 18.
1: And where did you go was it scary
0: yeah it was pretty scary um i went to the uk that year and lived in a van with a couple of boys and we just traveled around um yeah it was awesome
1: it sounds so amazing like if you can end up getting paid to do this it sounds like a pretty amazing and unique job oh literally that is my dream job yeah I, yeah that is my dream <laughs> so so cool okay well we're listening to vinnie armstrong here on trailblazers on senz after this we are going to get into Crankworks works in and a little bit more detail because we want to know all about this event so stay with us here Great to have you joining us here on SNZ. Uh, This week on Trailblazers, uh, we're very lucky to be joined by our Kiwi Crankworks rider. She's one of the best in the world, absolutely world-class, Vinnie Armstrong, joining us out of Queenstown at the moment. Hey, um, we never found out, so your broken ankle, um, how did that happen? Presumably it was on a bike. Yeah, um, I was
0: trying new tricks into this airbag um and I landed it fine and everything but my foot just like slipped off the pedal and and yeah it wasn't wasn't too great on the ankle
1: (laughs) how long is that for recovery is it something that you've done before or
0: yeah I've actually done something similar to my other ankle but um yeah (laughs) never-ending circuit of broken bones in this sport but um uh, it's not too bad. It's pretty easy. Probably like another 4 weeks in a cast and then I'll be good to go.
1: Yeah. Um before we get into crank works, um let's talk about it then, um the injuries. Um what injuries have you had? Um as I said, broke
0: my other ankle. Yeah. Um I've broken my collarbone twice, uh a broken wrist. Um and then I've done my AC joint in my shoulder twice. It's so it is brutal. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and it's just one of those things that you can't avoid, but I guess it makes it worth it because what you do is so fun and enjoyable.
0: Yeah, like there's definitely things you can do to like prevent injuries, like um going to the gym, um and doing training, yeah. doing a lot of yoga as well, so you're a bit more flexible. Yeah, there's definitely things you
1: can do, but sometimes you just it just happens. What was the worst of the injuries? And was any of them like really scary? Uh, no, nah, none of them have been that scary. Like they're all pretty
0: chill injuries. My worst one is probably just my ankle because I had to have surgery for it. My other one, not this one.
1: <laughs> They're like plates or something that had to go in it, the screws?
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, God. But um, you seem like a pretty tough cookie as well. So you just brush off these injuries. It's amazing. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, Let's get into crank work works then. So uh, it's coming up in Rotorua, um, New Zealand. What is Crankworx for those who don't know?
0: Um, It's... I'd describe it as kind of like a bike festival Um, and it's just a week of like a bunch of different disciplines and biking and you'll compete um, and have fun and yeah at the end of it you just compete for like the king of king and queen of crankworks which is at the end of the year after doing each event around the world.
1: How many different events are there around the world and where are the stops? Um, The past year this year um,
0: it has been Innsbruck, um, and then there was supposed to be one in Whistler, but COVID um, obviously came into place. But yeah, so it's usually Innsbruck, Whistler, and then Rotorua.
1: Yeah, and um, is that like really prestigious when you say like the King and Queen of Crankworks? Is that like one of the highest accolades you can get to in the sport?
0: Um, for Crankworks, yeah, there's um, and yeah, it's like a pretty big achievement. Like that means you've like consistently competed in the top of each event. In each country, like that they're at, so it's a pretty high award.
1: Can you tell us a bit about your first Crankworks experience? Where was it? What was it like?
0: Uh, my first Crankworks was Crankworx Rotorua, I think maybe 2018. Um, i just broken my wrist like five weeks before so it was still like healing and I didn't think it was healed enough to do like the downhill race but for some reason I thought it was healed enough to do whip off because I really like that was like my main event I really wanted to do it and so I decided oh yeah it's gonna be strong enough I'll do whip off and yeah had the best time ever. Well how did you do? Um, I crashed the first time I hit the jump so that was great
1: but uh, I kept going and
0: i I think I got third maybe yeah it's
1: pretty cool it pretty amazing yeah. on your first time especially with a still broken wrist are you yeah. wearing wrist guards or something like yeah, to protect yeah um, I use like a roll of tape to like stiffen it up and then I put a wrist brace on and I just hope that that would hold it together so this is just part and parcel this is what I'm picking up um when it comes to mountain biking um talk to us about Crankwork's Whistler because correct me if I'm wrong you won the whip off there you're on the podium yeah
0: uh yeah 2019 I did yeah um that was like that was awesome that was such a good time I'd never been to Whistler before so it was a great first experience like yeah just riding the whole bike park the whole vibe
1: and doing crankworks as well can you remember much about um like when you won and how you won
0: um yeah it was awesome like I was just having a really good time with everyone um it was funny because it's like doing the whip off you have to hike your bike back up and the one in Whistler you're doing like a whole line of jumps and so it was like a long push-up but I was so excited I just kept running up to the top (laughs) even though I was so tired I just kept running back up because I wanted to do more and more laps
1: yeah how'd you celebrate were your family over there with you
0: uh no I was there by myself um but uh they gave you did they give us I think we get, had a bottle of um, champagne to like spray, so I just had a sip of that. <laughs> nice.
1: Um, is yeah. that career highlight for you so far, or is there something else? Um, yeah, I'd say that's like probably a
0: pretty good career highlight so far. And then obviously um, getting an invite to Formation is a pretty big highlight as well. That's a pretty insane event to be a part of.
1: So talk to us about what it is. What's Formation?
0: Um, so we go out to like an old rampage site, and then we get to go and like build a line basically and then ride it and just yeah it's like free reign it's awesome it's like full progression yeah
1: is this the red bull rampage
0: no it's that's not something different red bull rampage um but yeah it's something different yeah and it's like an all womens group so we're all there in like the same boat
1: yeah H- how many riders were selected for it, and what were the other ladies like Um, this year it was eight riders
0: Um, yeah it was awesome like everyone was sending it everyone had like a huge progression level it was it was awesome to to be a part of that
1: sounds so cool Um, and so Red Bull Rampage that's something different yeah and um, for you being selected for that I think it was you were part of the first ever Red Bull Rampage
0: no, that was this. Uh, that was formation. Oh, that was not, formation, not Rebel, rampage. And yeah. not rebel yeah. rampage,
1: right? Yeah. So that so you were part of the first ever one, and that was, as you say, like a life changing experience for you.
0: Oh, literally, it opened so many doors that I didn't know existed, and it was yeah, it's yeah, it made a huge change.
1: What sort of doors? Um, did you have like invites to other things? Did you have people contacting you? What was it like um, afterwards?
0: It was it was more or less just a door for myself. I didn't think that you could there was like opportunities to have a career in women's freeride. There wasn't as much representation and then being a part of that event made me realize that you can, um, and that there is going to be like a big change in all the events, like, you know, as you can see, like there's more women getting involved in these freeride events. And so I decided to make a career change and focus on freeride instead of downhill racing.
1: Very, very cool. And so that was earlier this year. Yeah. It's so cool. Um, And is it often that you actually get on, like, a shovel or a spade and create these own lines yourself?
0: Not so much at home. Um, I just don't have time in between work and riding. Um, But I would definitely love to dig a bit more and improve that skill and,
1: yeah. What's the the split between, like, men and women who ride in these events? Are there a lot more men? Is that why you thought – when it came to um, that event, that maybe there wasn't such a pathway for you until this year?
0: Um, I'd say there definitely was, I guess, like a lot more men, but now, like, there's an insane amount of women um out there like sending and it's so cool to see and like witness it's yeah what's I'd say like it's getting pretty even or if not more women <laughs> yeah
1: it's awesome what what's changed do you think is it just that people um you see are the doing it so you're like oh I can do it too is that the yeah, only difference yeah. is visibility
0: think, yeah, yeah you just see like someone that's similar to you doing something and you're like oh that's insane like Like I could do that, like, you know, like I could potentially do that in the future or, you know, whatever. You can set yourself a goal and like there's that representation there.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Um, We're talking to Vinny Armstrong here on Trailblazers on ACNZ. Um, After this, we're going to talk about the future. So stay with us great to have you joining us here on SENZ. This week on Trailblazers, we have Vinnie Armstrong joining us from Queenstown, uh, mountain biker extraordinaire. Um, Vinnie, what do you do outside of mountain biking? Is there anything else in your life? You say you work at a bike shop, um, so what else do you do? Um, I like to just like hang
0: out by the lake with my friends or um, go to the beach, but I don't live near a beach at the moment. Um, I like to go on hikes actually. I really want to do a lot more of the great walks of New Zealand this summer. Cool. Um,
1: yeah. What have you, have you done any so far?
0: unfortunately no. Last summer I was a bit busy with work and riding, but um definitely I'm gonna plan to do at least one this summer.
1: <laughs> what are the tracks you wanna do? I see that there's um there's a lot of spots available at the moment because of COVID, so obviously with no one coming to New Zealand, usually they're all booked up, the dot cuts and everything, but apparently at the moment yeah. like it's a perfect time to get in.
0: Yeah. Um I was thinking of doing the Able Tasman. Nice. I don't think you have to book a hut for that one. I think you can do camping in tent.
1: Is that a three or a four day one?
0: I think it's a mix yeah three or four days I think it depends which route you decide to take
1: yeah it'll be an absolutely beautiful one um at the Tasman, that's for sure um so you're a beachy person then yeah I love the beach (laughs) oh that's so funny that you're a beachy person what's your favorite beach um growing up in Auckland I'd say Miraway. yeah yeah of course it'd have to be right do you do other so beautiful do you surf or anything else like that as well I wish I could surf I tried
0: once and I don't know (laughs) I think I nearly drowned so
1: (laughs) but I bet you'd be quite good at it because you know like the balance that you'd have to do what you do on a bike and the balance that you'd have on a surfboard would be kind of similar
0: I guess so yeah maybe
1: maybe I'll give it another try you have to point. give it another try <laughs> but maybe don't go out to Muriwai first of all because you know that's like probably one of the hardest yeah. places to go and surf because it's like yeah. where all the pros actually go um, but tell us more what are your goals in this sport what do you want to achieve
0: um, I just I want to keep inspiring more people to get out there and ride a bike especially like more women to so get out there and do it Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, just want to travel the world and ride my bike have fun
1: you make it sound so cool like you make it's like a dream when I hear you talk about it because you're so passionate about it and you clearly love it so much yeah literally it's like a dream to me yeah um what are some of the challenges in your sport um definitely trying to like keep up with it all um and like
0: getting the help and support you need to be able to go and do these events because obviously it's a lot of money to like travel the
1: world and get out there
0: and do it all so I think that's probably one of the biggest challenges
1: how much of your time and your life do you dedicate towards training and practicing and how do you fit that around work you know and being able to um to get money for yourself
0: um at the moment it's like it's like I'm working seven days I didn't get a day off because yeah. it's like I work five days a week to earn the money to go over and then I get two days off to but I have to spend those well I don't have to but Like, I want to. I go out and spend my two days off out riding and, like, getting social media, um, like, trying new tricks or progressing, training. Yeah. So, I say quite a lot of my time is involved in mountain biking.
1: Is there, um, because I was thinking about this today, like, is there um, a mental aspect with it? like having to be in the right headspace before you go out because otherwise, like, you could seriously hurt yourself? Is there a mental side of mountain biking that we don't see and we don't know about? Oh, absolutely. Like,
0: like you're, the mental side of it is such a huge part of biking. Like, you got to be in the right headspace yeah. to be able to focus on what you're doing. Um, sometimes, actually, I find quite a lot of time for me – Going out for a ride, if I'm not feeling too well, then that actually helps me feel better. helps me clear my head. But depending on the ride I go for, um, yeah. But you've got to be in the right headspace. Um, yeah. You really got to be able to focus on what you're doing.
1: Is that challenging sometimes? Like, Because just like in life, you know, we can't always um... – like, be in the right space, a frame of mind, even if you want to. Um, but if you've got an event and you've got this day, like, is it sometimes hard to just get into that zone? Or do you just, like, flick a switch?
0: Um, I don't find it's too hard for me. I, like, I'm literally, like, once I'm on my bike, that's it. I'm in the zone. I'm in my place. Like, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And I can, like, switch off everything else. Yeah.
1: Um, and in terms of barriers to the sport, um other than finance, like, is that sort of the only thing? Like, would anyone that's listening be able to just go to the shop, um, get themselves a mountain bike, jump on some trails and try it?
0: Absolutely. Nothing's stopping you but yourself, yeah.
1: Yeah. What yeah. sort of advice would you have to give to people? So, like, maybe people that are um, younger, like you were, when you first picked it up, what sort of advice would you give them? Um, or someone that's older that wants to give it a try because it's fun.
0: Honestly, go out and have fun. Don't go out with the pressure of, Having to be this specific person or do these specific trails, like go out and do whatever you want to do with biking and whatever you find fun. It's the best advice I could ever give. Have Just you got? Out and have fun.
1: Yeah, it sounds like good advice as well. Is that the sort of thing that your mum would have said to you guys growing up?
0: Yeah, probably. I'd say sounds like something she'd say. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um. What are the best trails other than Queenstown in New Zealand that people should you know try and hit out? um oh there's so
0: many uh have you got like a top three or something uh nelson definitely check out nelson that's so much riding there it's awesome um obviously Rotorua heaps of riding there um and then there's all these like small little spots around the country as well like um i've heard middle hills really good um there's yeah there's places all around the country
1: yeah so cool so cool and great to get your recommendations as well um if you, like, in 10 years' time, um, what do you think Vinnie Armstrong will be doing or what would you have done?
0: Um, hopefully living the dream riding bikes um, as a job. Um, I would have hoped to have achieved some big goals in mountain biking, um, probably, like, some real big events, um, maybe some big tricks that I want to do. Yeah, just living the dream.
1: Um, and these are a bit random to finish off with. But um, if you could give yourself some advice, like your younger self, um, looking back on everything that you've done so far, everything that you've achieved from um, the four-year-old girl that first got on the bike to um, having a break throughout high school and then jumping back into competition again, the injuries. Um, what would you say to yourself? Um, There's a deep one. I- <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it that requires a lot of thinking. Um,
0: I don't know, just how I live my life. Really, like, don't take life too seriously and have fun, enjoy it.
1: Do you? Um, do you listen to music or podcasts? Yeah, I listen to music.
0: What sort of music are you into? Oh, <laughs> uh, I like to listen to drum and bass.
1: Drum and bass. Do you listen when you're writing, or is it a bit distracting?
0: Uh, sometimes, yeah, like, if I'm riding big jumps or, like, I'm doing, like, a big, um, kind of, like, a scary, yeah, like, big, scary jumps or like, the first time or, like, I just need to get into, like, the groove and kind of help switch my brain off, I'll often put, like, either house music on or drum and bass just to get me hyped and, like, get me in the groove with the beat and then, yeah.
1: Do you have a specific
0: song? The one that gets Um, you hyped? Nah, I don't have, like, Oh, the one I listened to in America a lot when we're writing in formation um, was the Crown remix by Brother.
1: I'm going to have to go listen to it. Yeah, it's I saw like a bit of disclosure on your Instagram. I was like, I'm a fan. That's probably not <laughs> yeah. hard enough for you though, is it?
0: Yeah, the Crown remix gets it. It's pretty good. Oh, there you go. Yeah.
1: Um, hey, before we let you go, um, how big, like compared to, you've obviously described, um, what mountain biking is like overseas and it's a pretty big deal what about in new zealand and what would you like to see for the sport here
0: yeah it's pretty big in new zealand i'd definitely like to see it like grow with um there being like more support from like bigger companies and like maybe from companies outside the industry getting involved i reckon that'd be really awesome to see
1: So cool. Well, I hope that that happens and we cannot wait to see um, what you do in future as well. So thank you so much. Um, If there's one last thing that you want to say, one last message, um, what would it be? We'll leave it to you to have the final word. Um,
0: (laughs) I don't know. Have fun. Ride your bike.
1: (laughs) thank you so much for coming on Vinnie we appreciate your time so much and as I say we can't wait to follow you and see what you do in future because what you've already done is pretty amazing and I think we can all say that we're pretty we're very proud of you and to have you as our own Kiwi as well thank you for having me